Hello everyone, welcome to the Holler Podcast, I'm Kyle. I'm David. I'm Amelia. I'm Davey, uh, with Cumbria Movement. Um, okay, so let's have uh, an icebreaker question, okay. Amelia, have you got one for us? Yeah, I have. Um, would you rather be invisible or be able to read people's minds? Who's going first on this one? <laughs> uh, uh, Don't mean to start. Um, I'd rather be invisible, I think, because not all the time though. <laughs> Just like sometimes. Um, I think I'll go invisible as well. Then mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think there's too much. Like this, like uh, if you knew what people were thinking. That would just freak me out too much. I wouldn't be able to do anything. I'd just be like constantly uh, listening to what people were thinking about. And, um, be a bit I guess, intense, I think. Yeah, but if I was invisible, I, <laughs> I would just spend my life getting up to mischief, thinking about it. About you were saying about not being invisible all the time. Actually, I think I would just stay invisible and just live a life of mischief. <laughs> What are you thinking, Davey? Would you repeat the question? I'll go for it. <laughs> Would you rather be invisible or read people's minds? I would say read people's minds because it makes that first step in every conversation ten times easier for anything. Uh, good point. You yeah. could literally step into a conversation knowing exactly how it's going to end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, if you knew what they wanted, you could... You could literally go for that straight away, or you, if you knew what you wanted, and you could literally put it with their thoughts or change their mindset on that if they needed it in that moment. Yeah. Like, what if though? I think I've maybe seen this in a film, but what if like someone worked out that you could read their mind? That would that would be weird. I feel like I've seen that in a film. Kyle, what do you think? I think I'd rather be invisible, depending on like where you can be at the time, like, you can just step into, like, someone bullying someone, or you could, like, you know, like, listen So you're going to use your invisible power for good? No, but, like, you could listen to the crack about (laughs) what's going on about you, and then probably rob a bank. (laughs) (laughs) Both faces covered there, yeah? Yeah. I like it. Went to extremes fast. All right. Okay. So let's move on. Um, Did you have some questions for Davey? Yeah, I think so. Let's see them. Yep. So, when did you, like, start Cumbria Movement? Cumbria Movement was started through Cheer Force Night, which was a kind of extra bit of marketing that I decided to do on my own YouTube channel to help promote our coaching sessions that we were doing in that um, building, the cheerleading building, they had sprung floors and mats and everything. So we were using them to train and get better at all of our parkour and our free running sort of performances and stuff. And from there, we we developed the team um, and started exploring to different sorts of avenues of extreme sports and basically just started connecting with a wider range of athletes across Cumbria. And that, that brought us together and basically formed the group as we know it today. Great. So where are you actually based at then? Have you got like a, a, a base for the group? 
Cumbria is our base. Like we, we're going to operate in the whole of Cumbria, but hopefully, hopefully we build our team and ex- expand and have um, closer relationships with more people in all the different areas. Uh, work together a lot more often with all the different people in the different areas. Uh, work on projects they want to work on as well, and not just things we want to market and help. We want to help people push in the ways they want to go down and meet people at the level they're at and help them progress from the level they're at to higher sort of levels in either the content creating that they want to make or in in any sort of the marketing or social media sort of avenue, even coaching and things. If um, over time we're going to hopefully develop all the all the skills and the funds to push the coaching into a wider range of places like schools and in, in other sorts of uh, sports facilities and stuff, open it up to a wide, wider range of people and help market all the different events through that as well. Like you said something there, which I thought was really interesting, because do you call it parkour or free running? or Is it the same? What? Uh, it's, a, it's the same thing, really, in our... Uh, it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a... It's a bit of a... I've got the word for it. Um bit of a debate going on in the community and it has been for years and it keeps because some people like to do different styles of the sport okay. and some people like to the parkour is kind of like an a to b style of movement so you it's a lot of moving from an environment from one style to the other from one place to the other of the environment and kind of showing off skills or doing it in an efficient way and some people would mainly see the free running as you could just do one move and that would show all of the skills off and okay. that would kind of be free running but it's kind of it's kind of combined at the moment and parkour's the um name for it all and they're trying to and that is what the the whole sign of scene is called at the minute but even from when i started um i was i was calling it free running so as it's still combining, I'm still I'm still saying the two to be honest, just to okay. just to make sure I'm meeting everyone. I'll get it. Um, so is there like a core team that you've got, or is it just like scattered all over? Well, we've got people. We've got people scattered all over the Cum- of Cumbria, and um, we're kind of working closely with people who the people who are working harder. I'm working closer with to help them kind of progress to where they should be and what and get the help there should be and any support they need and hopefully we're going to have a lot more work with we do community things as well so I see it as we've kind of got in my own head this sometimes helps with me explaining it to people I've got I see it as like an A team and then the B team is a community team so anyone in the community team can be involved with any of the projects and stuff okay um but but I'll work closer with the people in the A team yeah right all right okay so A team's like I guess your performance team yep. and the B team are like people who are getting ready to be that part of that. A yeah, team. be be part of the social media and help with the other okay. organisation and things. And that is interesting as well. You mentioned uh, a couple of times about content creation and social media. So when you're doing that, is that like a big part of um, of like when you're thinking about routines or where you're going to do it? Is it all, are you also thinking we need to make, film this and make this look good as well? Yeah, well, depending on what sort of opportunities arise depends on what sort of content creating we will make. Um, we're quite adaptable and we have been since the start just kind of uh, pick, doing what we need to do when we need to do it and seeing the opportunities and taking them, to be honest. Um, 
With, that's that's kind of the way we're going to have to keep going with it. Um, any opportunities that do arise, we will just have to take them, yeah. and um, and hope that and hope that we well put the best effort into them all, pretty much, and and get what we can out of them, and build portfolios and stuff, and enjoy doing what we're doing, and help yeah. as many people along the way, really. Great. So, where would be the best place to see your um, your content and stuff? The content, mm-hmm. the content would be nice for. To be making money so that that money's getting reinvested back into more and better content creating, yeah. so we can get to a sustainable point where everything's kind of just getting reinvested into equipment and whatever the people want to do, even if it is traveling for better videos or making better content in any way we can think of and, and okay. buy them. So, is it like YouTube channel? Is that the best place to see what you do? Well, or Instagram or we could. We could we'll adapt into anything that needs to at the right time. Okay. Honestly, it's we've we've got options for we've got plans for a lot of different things. I've I've had options open for other things before, so we've got we have we've had, we've got plans. We could do podcasts and stuff. We don't have a setup like this, mm-hmm. but we would definitely do a little something just to just to keep information out there and to keep that sort of side of it rolling. Yeah. We'll definitely definitely like to do twitter more so we can stay a bit more political do you know what i mean we're just right now we're only in instagram uh tiktok and facebook a little bit so they're the ones we're just really hammering okay. and, and sticking down on youtube's youtube is for like um our movies and stuff sort of thing and kind of making sure that we're helping at the events and recording all the different events and having all the portfolio work for them events and all the different people we've worked with on there brilliant great yeah do you have anything like planned at the moment that's your favorite sort of what you're looking forward to the most i'm looking forward to all all of it personally um i'm I'm actually i'm enjoying things right now that i didn't think i would enjoy which is um doing paperwork and things to do with insurance and licenses and stuff and I never thought on risk assessments and things that I didn't think that I would ever enjoy or even think I would understand, to be honest. And then just got right stuck right into it. And because I'm keen and because I'm enjoying what I'm doing it's, and it is what I want to do, I, I'm, I'm working through it all and just getting there. And, and they're the things I am enjoying the most, to be honest, right now. Um, they'll get us to where we want to be as well, which is kind of, you've yeah. got to enjoy the process is what most people say. Like, well, is what I say, definitely. Like, if you're not enjoying the process, you'll never make it to where you want to be. Like, completely, mm-hmm. it's all in, isn't it? It's like the it's the big picture, isn't it? There's all that uh, behind the scenes stuff that goes on in any in anything, yep. um, and the, it's got to be done. But I'd be interested to see a risk assessment for what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I was a bad enough for me and I'm jumping <laughs> off stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, well, is that the kind of thing you have to include in your risk assessment? Well, yeah. For, jumping off a roof for, or something. For, preve- for events and stuff, yeah, you've obviously got to be honest and you've got to say, yeah, this is a high-level risk. Um, yeah. We are, we are going to, as long as we've got, we're, it's not, you're not taking responsibility, basically, but it, yeah, it is a high-level risk. That's kind of the sort of thing you've got to just aim for still. Imagine it. For the councils and stuff to get licenses and all that, you've got to. It does look. It does look worse than like as long as you write the plan perfectly and they can see it and read it like like they're a baby. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. The, the, then people normally understand and go for things like you've just got to. Even if they do look dangerous or sound dangerous on paper, as long as you've got all the paperwork there. Okay. You go. Mm-hmm. Um. I've actually got one. Yeah. I've got one to follow up right yeah, there off the risk assessment that, yeah. one there, which is 
so what's the worst injury that you've had doing this? Well, I just do parkour. I've, I have had a go on the other ones, and, and sometimes you do fall off. Um, never injured myself, luckily, on skateboarding or bikes or anything. I've mm. just... I just fell off and hit the concrete basically. Okay. <laughs> but but in um in parkour and free running I've had lots of different ones. Um when I was younger I definitely and I was participating and I wasn't strong enough. Um I had like dislocated shoulders and things. Like you, you think you're at a high enough level and then and you think you're strong enough, but when you're doing such high level moves sometimes as a kid you don't understand if you've got the balance in your muscles right or anything like that. Okay. So you end up you can cause damage basically and right. that's basically what I did and then after work through them injuries, lots of different physios, even didn't, at first I didn't even have the information I needed to fix things. So sometimes it was like a long process, even of like years just to be able to return, do you know what I mean? Which would be like, or not even to return, just to be able to see my body being able to do that again, it was pretty, okay. so I would start, I would continue with like lower level moves, do you know what I mean? And then I would just have to keep training and training until I was able to progress back to where I was, to the high level I was at when I was like in my teens basically. Okay, so... Do you have to do? Do you do any of the training outside of like the actual activity? Do you have to kind of do the gym and stuff to make sure that you're in the right condition to be able to do a bit of free running? Yeah, for free running, you definitely have to do some sort of bodyweight training and stuff cool. to be able to participate. Um, even the, in any sort of parkour, really, you should do bodyweight. And in all in all of the in all of the extreme sports, I would even though it's not my it's not my forte, I I, I do. I do see a massive difference in anyone who's participating in the fitness side of things and doing the sports. Uh, sometimes they're a bit more fatigued, but then when, when that fatigue wears off and they're stronger again, they perform much better and they have more stabilization in muscles, they have more power, they, okay. more control. It just it all, it all comes across and shows um, in the sports. Yeah, I wouldn't thought of that, having to kind of train specifically for that. Um, yeah, training for it's important. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> So, so you've trained, you've got yourself right in that. Yeah. Are there competitions and things that you, as like a group that you, you go and take part in? Um, for like free running or anything like that? Well, there isn't in Cumbria, so we're oh. doing events. This is why there's loads of risk assessment stuff at the minute. We're doing events um, across Cumbria and we're going to do, we're going to hit all the different skate parks and put one on at each event, okay. uh, each skate park. So the first one's on the 29th of April uh, this year, 2023. And we are hosting um, basically a parkour competition and a skateboarding competition, BMX competition and rollerblading competition. Where's that going to be? Uh, Penrith Skate Park. So it's awesome. it's at the outdoor skate park, and that will be able that will be open to the public for free, and it'll just be free to watch. And um, everyone, every, there'll be plenty of athletes there from Cumbria Movement and the social media, and there'll be lots of different filming and things going down. There'll be lots of there'll be lots of things you can fill out and forms and stuff you can fill out to support us and stuff and yeah it'll be it'll be an interesting event to, and I'm excited for that one as well. That's excellent. That's a good oh, we'll one. try and get someone along to cover that as well from the other team because they'd be right up for that. Yeah, that would be interesting yeah. if someone could cover that. Yeah, that, um, we'll get some more details off you about that. Um, so it's just for you personally then as a free runner. Uh, is there like we was talking before, if you were a musician, like for a musician, their thing might be, one day I want to play at uh, Glastonbury or Download or something like that, or maybe the Albert Hall, depending on what kind of music you're doing. Is a free runner, are you like, 
I'd really like to jump off this roof. <laughs> Do you know? Is that like your bucket list place to go and... Um... I think as a, as a free runner... In this day and age, Stora are a content creating team who do parkour and free running. And I think it's quite a popular thing across the, the industry at the minute for for a lot of people to want to meet them and train with them and participate in the sport with them because they've trained with everyone and they they, they have like eight million subscribers on YouTube and things. So they're wow. they're kind of the people who you you want to eventually collaborate with and you want yeah. to be involved with quite a lot. So they're kind of where that's kind of a bit of a bucket list right at the end of the right at the end of the tree, like yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds like a good one. Um, and okay, that's all the questions I had there. Uh, did you have any more on that? Um, I just thought of one though. Did okay. you like train by yourself, or there was was there somewhere that trained you up, or like a company or whatever? Well, there was no company, and there was no companies that were involved. There was. You could you could try and get yourself into local gymnastic clubs, which was fairly difficult because a lot of them were private and have, would have long waiting lists of kids on for years. So you'd find it very hard to learn gymnastics that sort of way. But usually you would you'd find someone who's interested in it or a bit older than you who's doing it, and then you'd be able to learn from them a little bit and kind of they'd had a bit of knowledge passed down. The the community's been going with free running parkour since about 2006 in Cumbria. So it's kind of, and it's kind of just had stragglers here and there who have done a little bit of social media and then passed their little bit of knowledge of training down. And it's kind of the knowledge of actually the skill, the skills we've learned have been passed down quite a lot through that and through just the the olders passing it down. And it's that's why it's kind of important that we. We keep going with it, and we keep we make it a little bit bigger so that it definitely keeps going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and has that support from the community and the different athletes around it to keep showing this sport off to the rest of the communities. Right, and like I was thinking there, it, it's I mean it's a pretty cool thing to do, and and in this day and age where um, I, I guess. Uh, activities could be expensive for young people if they wanted to go and join gymnastics clubs and things like that. Um, and I, I guess it's the kind of thing that's like really accessible for young people. That, you know, that can they would need some guidance, but they can go and do it in their own time with no cost. Um, but in an ideal world, is it the kind of thing that you think? Um, local governments or councils or the government in general should be kind of looking at and going, this is a good thing, we should invest in this. I do. I really do agree. And I know that the, the governments are uh, funding things like this. I know that the governing bodies for all these different sports have been getting different funds um, to, to help different communities across the whole of the UK, really, in different, um, different events on, in skate parks, different projects to build um, different parkour parks and to have them developed properly and um, designed correctly for the best possible uses and stuff they've been because some people have had funds for parks from different places off the government and then not had them designed correctly and stuff so right. there's different there's a lot of different things getting helped so that things get done a lot better and a lot properly and it's not just local councils just doing them themselves so hopefully hopefully we i think the best i think the best thing that comes from the participations of the mindsets and the, the kind of the skills that people learn that they can use in other parts of life because you have to push through a lot of barriers and a lot of 
a lot of fears and a lot of a lot of challenges every every time you want to participate in it. So some a lot of people do do the fitness and stuff before they do it, and then they'll also a lot of the a lot of the mental side can be challenging yourself with even just the basic disciplines that come from it, um, making sure you're, you're prepared in other ways, like even just having water for me. Like years ago, I didn't take, I didn't take water everywhere. Now it's like, a, it's like the, the only thing that keeps me going, I swear. Like <laughs> without water, I wouldn't be able to keep going. Cause There's a two litre bottle of water beside Davey <laughs> at the moment, well speaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like uh, my- I mean, it, it, Again, we was talking about physical there, uh, young people keeping fit and active, but you've just talked about that kind of effect on, on your uh, your mental well being as well. I can yeah. see there must be a lot of positives there. There is, um, even our we've got we've got people in the social media Cumbria movement who have they've literally tracked the story from when they started with us, and they've made a weekly video, and they've gone through they've gone through mental challenges through that, and they've even switched sport. So like. And the, the fact that they were able to notice that like they weren't as happy doing the same sport after they'd done it for years and then switch sports. And I seen that through having the support of all the different people that like help it like with the comments and things that he was getting with the all the different support he was getting on different social media platforms. Mm. I seen it all as even me just ringing him and making sure seeing what he was doing. Do you know mm. what I mean? And like to make sure he was like going to keep on top of it and see what he was going to do next. It, it kind of gave him that incentive to think about it a little bit more positively and stuff. Mm. And them, them little things, them little things help people when they're, when they're challenging, when they're challenging themselves quite a lot with hard tasks because social media can be, can be difficult to keep on top of it. Mm. That, that, that guy has a lot of discipline, unfortunately though. So it was kind of just making sure that he was mentally stable while he was pushing through all them mental battles. Okay. And that's kind of what I've been helping him with with, a little bit on that Great. side of things. Great. Uh, this last week, one of the hollow writers, Jim, has written an article about Booth's supermarket. Okay. Someone tweeted about being in the lakes and Booth's being a, a bougie, yeah. a bougie supermarket. All right. And I'm like, okay, I'm here for a bit of Booth's now and again, now and again, because it's expensive. Um, same with Cranston's <laughs> I'm there for Cranston's, <laughs> Cranston's pies. But I kind of feel like everyone must have their favourite uh, their favorite supermarket that they like to go to and a reason for that, you know. Um, so, Kyle, <laughs> tell us about your favourite supermarket. <laughs> so, I have two. There's... <laughs> 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 Can't be my funny. This Aldi. Good choice. And then there's Morrison's. <laughs> Is there a reason? I need to know why Aldi. Come on. Because about Aldi, because you can get. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely cracking them over here. <laughs> What you, you can get like knock off everything and it's just so cheap <laughs> Aldi yeah. is good it, got, it has got everything nice and cheap like yeah. yeah I was gonna say when I went skiing I got everything from Aldi yeah yeah it's amazing what's in there <laughs> and it, it has the best snack right crisps <laughs> it has the only snack right crisps <laughs> yeah but it has Thai sweet chili mm. yeah true 
There's some uh, good honey in there as well. They always do that. Yeah. Um, the honey with the, the actual helpness, goodness in it. Oh, the um, Manuka honey Yeah, stuff, with the yeah. MGK yeah. in it or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah. Um, I, um, I like Aguinaldi quite a lot, yeah. Uh, but it is... I like how they've got uh, the stuff that you said, knockoff stuff, but the stuff that's like... A Mars bar, right? But it's called Titan. Yeah, and like and like races and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, like they're just as nice. Um, wow. Why Morrison's ones so good about Morrison's? Well, Morrison sells Prime. Oh, oh have a word. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I might have a third one, <laughs> which is B and M's because they sell body fuel. Wait a minute, is B and M a supermarket? Maybe. I think you've just broke through to something there. Todd's. Is it? it? Maybe it is, though. Controversial <laughs> opinion there. Like. <laughs> it's one of the two. I know there's big ones. Yeah, uh, would you do your shopping in there, though? Yeah. Like, if you had a house? Yeah. <laughs> it's the only place I will go without it. <laughs> Davey, what are you saying? What's, the, what's your favourite supermarket? Oh, can I come back to me at the end? Yeah, I'll come back. Have you got one, Amelia? Yeah, I have. All right. Um, it's a specific one as well. It's do you know the big Asda in Workington? Right, yeah. <laughs> it can't be the little one. No, no. The big good. Asda in Workington. The big Asda. It's got everything, yeah. hasn't it? That is the biggest supermarket I've ever been in. I think that is probably the biggest one in Cumbria. Like, yeah, yeah. Easily, it's, it's pretty vast, mm-hmm. and yeah, you probably get it. I've got like a telly in there once. Yeah. In a in a uh, in a trolley, like pushing a telly <laughs> telly around and that. Have you seen the cinema in there? Yeah. No. Apparently it's really good. It's really good. Is it? Have yeah. you been? Mm. Tenner uh, a ticket though. Oh, what? Or a new the new cinema's yeah. open. Tenner. Yeah. What but the seats to? recline, okay. and then you can get past yeah. while the seats are reclined, and you have like a table across you. Right. <laughs> it is bougie. I'm yeah. oh, into this. Yeah, that sounds good. That. People fetch you things. We need Cumbria Movement. Yeah. We need a Cumbria Movement TV program shown on our Cumbria Movement documentary in the, <laughs> in the new in the new cinema. Why not? Like, I know. Why not? You know, they do that though around the country. They will. They're That's what I mean. Thing. We'll have to yeah. we'll have to make it happen. We'll do one in the work into one. We'll do one in a Carlisle one and one in a Barrow one or something. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the show. White Haven as well maybe. Show the stuff there. That's it's good shelter. that. We'll have to uh, work on one. Mm-hmm. You heard it your first coming soon Cumbria Movement documentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming to a cinema near you, right? Yeah, coming um, to a cinema. I'm going to drag it back down to supermarkets now. Um, I'm a little guy. Little. <laughs> in the little, in the, in the middle, in the little. There's always that like, ra- aisle mm-hmm. down the middle with the most random stuff. There's one of them in Aldi as well, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's not as good as the little one. It's not far off, I guess, but there's even more random things in there. And there's an aisle of random f- foods from Greece. Oh yeah, they're good ones. The con- yeah, continental like, ones, like and, yeah, things you didn't know you you wanted, but always end up buying them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I've, yeah, I've got about all kinds out of little, including my wetsuit. I've got a wetsuit in there. What's the most randomest thing you've found at little? Well, quite a lot of random stuff, to be honest. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, some fishing equipment. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> did you purchase it? Aye. You did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I how you know it's good. to be there and I thought, I'm going to start fishing now. Before <laughs> <laughs> you, no. I no, do. It was, it was there and I was like, I'm getting it, yeah. So, did you, have you got one yet, Davey? Where, where My favourite one, is it me now? Mm. Oh, God. So, 
I've, I would have to say I've got a few as well because <laughs> I can't have lactose. I can't have any milk or ah, right. loads of other weird things. So I have to go in loads of different shops and I have to I have to like pick some different things up from different ones every day. Right. Almost just to top up on my shopping list. So I'll be in like Tesco's for some certain gluten-free things or even some, sometimes I'm just looking at, sometimes I go in as well and just, Try and pick some nice spices from different places as well. Right. I sometimes end up in the Thai star market as well in Carlisle, and they have like different sort of herbs and stuff there, and fruit, fresh fruit and stuff from from mm. Thailand and that. Is that on Botchigat? That's on Botchigat, oh. yeah. The bottom by 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 Asda actually. Yeah. But yeah, I'm all, I am quite often in the big ones as well, just getting the bits and bobs. Oh. I like Sainsbury's for their like um, special. Vegetables and that they do. They have a big organic range at the minute. Right. So there's loads of organic vegetables and that on there and fruit and stuff. Uh, interested what you said about the bit like lactose intolerance stuff and your and your diet and not not being able to get everything you want in one place. Is that just down to your preference for brands or? No, is that like- is down to the fact that I can't have like soya and almonds as well. So and coconut. So it's like I've got to be really specific and make sure I'm. Not just not just picking the ones that say no milk or say that no gluten. I've got to actually look on the back of them and go through it all. And I can't. I've, I take different. I take supplements for like diff, to, to digest different enzymes and stuff right. uh, within the body. So I take them and they help with they help with breaking down things that I just that as well as to help. And I I don't even know how to explain them really. Yeah. Basically, I was lacking some enzymes already within the body. So if I, I take them supplements, it helps break down any extra food as well that I have. Right. And it means that I can kind of go a bit wild as long as I'm not having any of the things that I'm a little bit reactive to. Okay. So. But you basically then you have to go on a mission to get everything. You have to go yeah. like like hunt to gather. I've just, got, I've just got an electric scooter and that's helping me get about and get to all these different <laughs> right, shops. Of course, yeah. But before that, I was biking everywhere and I'd come home with a rucksack pretty much every day just full of wow. different things. Like, yeah. Just the stuff that you needed. Yeah. Amazing. I don't know why I'd have just thought all of them like alternative foods now would have been there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Before... But, um, before I actually was, before I was, before I found out about the lactose, I was kind of like, I was going through a phase where I was like testing to see if that's what it was. I, was. I thought it was lactose and gluten, and then it was like loads, of, and it was loads of different things. And mm. um, that's kind of where my my training started changing. I started to get stronger and everything again because I'd been obviously when I was having these dislocated shoulders and things, I maybe was strong enough, but if I was having lactose and things, then I would have inflammation in my joints. So that, that meant them looser almost and not as strong just in the areas I was using quite a lot. Or wear, I'd wear them down a bit faster because of all the inflammation um, and I'd damp, there'd be more risk of, more chance of damage and stuff. Mm. So that's kind of a big, that was a big turning point for me when I figured out stuff like that. And I just, I had to just apply for it. I did it online. I, I literally sent a hair sample off and from that I got all my, I got loads of results and I was able to, I was able to figure out loads of different things about my body and kind of go through different, like test myself with all these different supplements and see, figure out what was right for me and stuff. And right. you kind of find that food that you're having, um, that you thought was okay, might not be because of something stupid that you didn't think of. And it's kind of, or you might even just get told you need to eat like a mango or something, like to get vitamin K5 or something, like which was, because it's not a popular one. Okay. Like you might, oh, well, that's where I kind of came to. And they're sort of conclusions I came to anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you've worked it out yourself. Yeah, you, sometimes you've got to do things like that. Like, yeah. So you sent air sample. You didn't go to the doctors. I've tried. I tried the doctors. The doctors um, were a bit slow on the 
on actually making anything happen. So I had to, I had to do it all myself. I still, to this day, I wouldn't say that they've helped me very much. They got me a dietitian eventually, um, after like two years of me asking them to try and do something. And when I got through to the dietitian, they'd already said that, well, you've already taken a lot of these steps yourself. And you, now you're on the right track, basically. So they just kind of confirmed to me that I'd done the right sort of things, which, which was kind of a long... It was a long process for me then and quite hard to find out that I'd already got to the end point with what they can help me with. <laughs> like, oh, okay. And now I was, I'd, I'd already basically figured it out and I just needed to maybe make sure I was taking enough supplements for the things that I'm not getting in other foods. And that's kind of where I got to with the dietitian, and she just confirmed that I was right with what I was taking, like calcium tablets for, for not having enough milk and stuff like okay. that. So she was, it was kind of just getting to the end of that for me and that, that meant that my training was back to normal. I'm... I'm able to go to the gym a few times a week and I'm able to coach people, I'm able to train myself, I'm able to turn up to events and do a little something if I need to. It's like back to back to being an athlete again basically and right. hopefully tick up some tick off some other things that are on my bucket list, like big challenges and stuff. Um to do with parkour and big gaps and stuff. But they're all I suppose they're all secrets really and they're all gonna come out in future videos. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well that's that's a good place to leave it then. Uh, Davey, yep. thanks for coming and being on the Holler podcast. Is there Thank anything, you for having us. Uh, is there anything you want to leave us with? I know you've said there's secrets so you can't tell us, but is there anywhere you would like anyone that listens to go and visit to see your stuff? I would say check out our Instagram because you can find our link tree on there and you can also find our link tree below on our TikTok uh, that'll take you to a list of all the different social media things we do. And on there, we'll probably keep updated with different events and stuff, and we'll post the posters on them, social medias and stuff as well, so you can find out where we're going to be, and there'll be more information on them as well. Great. And what's the name of the Instagram? Cumbria Movement, and that is pretty much it. Cumbria Movement. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much.